This podcast is brought to you by Aldis International, supplying your expert AI and digital transformation staffing needs across the US and Europe. Today, you are listening to our AI in Action series, where leading minds in AI from across the world share their story, success, and advice. AI in Action cuts through the hype and explores the true impact of artificial intelligence in our world today. You're listening to AI in Action. I'm your host, JP Valentine. Our guest today is Ramesh Durvasala. Ramesh is the SVP of R&D IT at Eli Lilly. Ramesh, welcome to the show. Thank you. Looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, and we're delighted to have you on. So let's jump straight in, shall we? Ramesh, let's start with yourself, please. Could you give us an overview of your background in technology and your journey from where you got started, some of the roles you've held along the way, and what's led you to where you are today? My journey actually starts in technology back in my youth when I used to have a Commodore computer and playing around with software as a young child. I've always had interests in both computer science and the life sciences. Through my education, I got my PhD in biochemistry. And during my dissertation research, half of my work was modeling and simulation of molecules. And the other half of my work was going into the lab and making and testing those molecules to verify the predictions. And since that time of my PhD, I've always had a very specific passion around computational chemistry, leveraging of modeling and simulation to study molecules in order to identify novel medicine potential candidates. And so through that time as in my PhD, with that fire in my belly in computational chemistry, I actually sought out and found a software company that created and sold computational chemistry software to the pharmaceutical and biotechnology industry. And through that experience, this was a small company, 200 people. Usually when you join a company that small, you have 12 different business cards at the same time. And so I was doing a little bit of software, a little bit of sales, a little bit of customer support, a lot of consulting to pharmaceuticals and biotechs. From that time, I joined a pharmaceutical company in New Jersey, spent about 12 years over there and grew up in the Discovery IT organization. And then I joined Lilly six years ago uh, to head up their research IT. And now I've got responsibility for R&D IT. Thank you so much for that, Ramesh. It really helps set the stage and gives a clear understanding of your journey. So you mentioned you now find yourself at Eli Lilly who are a global firm, huge brand. So we don't need to, to talk about Eli Lilly as a whole, but I do want to zone in on the division that you work in and, and your main responsibilities. So could you talk to us about your role as the, the SVP of R&D IT, what that entails and, and what the team around you looks like? It's a fun organization and an incredible mission. I'm so blessed to be in this position and in this environment. Um, my role is to create the technology, data, and analytics strategy in support of the R&D organization within Lilly. So we have a large R&D organization that is focused on identifying diseases, understanding the mechanism of disease, and then identifying therapeutic options to modulate those disease targets. So finding small molecules, antibodies, RNA therapies, whatever it might be, and then once we identify those candidates, driving it through the uh, development process of clinical trials and early manufacturing and then regulatory submission. 
So my team within the IT organization builds tech data and analytics enabling the mission of the R&D organization within Lilly. So Ramesh, let's stay on the topic of what you're building and let's go into it in a bit more detail because there's a lot of different aspects of, of use of data and engineering that are required to build these. What are some of the more exciting aspects of what you're building? What does it look like and what's the path to get it all built? It's a complicated landscape and it's a constantly evolving landscape. What's really exciting is the fact that the science evolves so rapidly. And so our technology strategy has to constantly evolve to keep up with the emerging and exploding science. A decade ago, we weren't really talking about RNA-based therapeutics, but today, certainly after the experiences of COVID and all the vaccines that we've all taken, the opportunity and the potential of gene therapy, RNA-based therapy is so much more clear to us. So to meet that evolving explosive science, we have to have data strategies analytic strategies that are easily evolved, easily modernized in order to keep up with the evolving science. All of the big data capabilities, all of the high-performance computing capabilities, and certainly lots and lots of AI everywhere. Yeah, so let's, let's stay on the topic of, of the AI because when you talk about the combination of sciences and use of AI, there's so many exciting aspects of it. But then on the operational side, you still need to, to ingest data, have this infrastructure and have the, the analysis for, for, for actionable insights, all of which sort of flows through your broader organization. So could you help us visualize what the structure of your, your broader data team looks like from the, the computational sciences aspect, then like, onto the more, um, traditional more traditional data science, data engineering? So there are actually a number of computational sciences staff that sit within the R&D organization. And then we have technologists that made up to those computational chemists, computational biologists, and other disciplines in order to enable their use of high data sources, large compute capacity, multiple algorithms to leverage it in order to drive the science forward. Our data strategy includes a heavy amount of data modeling. How do you describe a molecule to a computer? How do you describe a disease state to a computer such that you can deploy an algorithm and make sense of the data that's generated off of the instruments and then derive insights that lead to new therapeutic ideas and candidates? Uh, so the data modeling is very, very critical for us. Data flow and data curation is very critical for us. This, because the science evolves so rapidly, we don't maintain a rigid data model. We're not a manufacturing organization. We're not selling the same widget for 30 plus years. We're really trying to evolve our data models in order to keep up with our newer understandings of the sciences, the molecules, the disease states, et cetera. There's a lot of subtlety and there's a lot of metadata management that is needed in order to keep the data well organized and then enable those analytics data sets. So Ramesh, we were talking off air about the unique nature of the team that you oversee, that you're a part of and that you've assembled because the backgrounds of individuals vary from, you know, heavily in the, in the sciences world to the more traditional technology, but it all comes together and it somehow works. So I definitely want to get your insight into the day-to-day -day workings of your team, that the backgrounds of the individuals, what it's like to be there, what the culture of the, of the team is like and what makes it such a unique place to work. 
Definitely. You know, the, the mission of my organization is to unite science with technology to accelerate the R&D pipeline and deliver therapeutic innovations. And the key for me is the uniting science with technology. The backgrounds of the staff within the organization vary all the way from PhDs in chemistry and biology to PhDs in computer sciences and engineering. And we have people with masters, MBAs, you name it because it takes the diversity of backgrounds in concert with each other, working together to deliver the capabilities that are needed to drive the science forward. We recruit from multiple disciplines. We recruit from multiple schools within universities because the diversity of disciplines is required. These days, especially most PhDs in biology and chemistry out of uh, universities are coming out with a large number of skills in Python and R and, and AI tools and techniques. And so how do we unlock those skills in order to bring computational methods that drive the bench sciences forward? My team's got all of those skills and we match up to complementary skills like that within the R&D organization. You are listening to the Aldis Podcast. When you're looking to scale your team, or if you are interested in showcasing your company in a future episode, reach out today. Or if you're in the market for a new role, visit our website to view open positions, www.aldis.com. You play a critical role in the building of the team, the leadership and, and the retention of talent. So I want to get your take on how you get that balance right between driving performance while also nurturing a good culture. And as part of the, the, the growth of the team, you, you're also involved in the interview process. So what do you, what are you saying to candidates about Eli Lilly and your division specifically that gets them excited to join you guys? What I'm really excited about is finding people who are, who love to learn. Really, it's not about building up a set of skills outside and then just bringing those skills inside. It's about building those skills, absolutely, bringing a portfolio of capability, but then stepping inside and continuing to learn and upskill in multiple topics. And so technologists that are willing and passionate about learning the sciences, scientists that want to get their fingernails dirty in technology and data methodology, it's really the will to learn, the, the passion for learning is probably the most important aspect here. There's no one discipline that's going to solve all problems. It's multiple disciplines put together. And so collaboration is very key and high upscaling and high learning agility is really key for me to build a, a staff that will take us into where Lily's future can be bright. You and I were speaking off air about the technology investment that's happening in Eli Lilly and why it's so exciting. Could you give us some insight into what the, the project roadmap looks like for the next one to two years and, and where you see the data org and the, and the AI investment happening at, at Eli Lilly? Let me speak very specifically about one particular project. A model-driven drug discovery is an effort that we are deeply investing in, putting our shoulder into within the organization. That's just one example of many, many projects that are like it throughout the portfolio. But for model-driven drug discovery, our focus very heavily is to leverage the best of computational technologies, certainly AIML, in designing novel small molecules to find new drugs that meet our needs for efficacy, meet all of the needs for patient safety, as well as patentability. 
and leveraging AI methodologies to dream of new molecules and make well-considered recommendations to the chemists that allow then the chemists to make and test those molecules and identify potential drug candidates. Typically, in, in the distant past, chemists would dream of new molecules on their own. You would see, you see these pictures of the history of where chemists are drawing structures on whiteboards or windows in the lab, et cetera. Today, we are complementing their skills by augmenting their computational thinking with AIML. And so instead of considering how many hundreds of molecules we can dream of, we're leveraging computer systems to dream of tens of billions of potential candidates and then filtering those candidates down through calculations related to physics and enthalpy and entropy in order to make the best suggestions to put in the hands of chemists and then allowing the chemists to leverage their own wisdom to then push that into, from the computational world, into the physical lab, making those molecules, testing them, and hopefully finding new drug candidates faster. Ramesh, final Thanks. question from me then. Staying on the topic of the team and, and what brings people to Eli Lilly, you guys have a, a continued commitment for investment in, in data and AI and its capabilities. Therefore, you're going to need to continue to attract top talent. And that's incredibly difficult in this market. But what's what we, you and I were speaking about off air was getting the balance of the right tech talent, but people who are also passionate about impact in purpose and mission. So final question from me then, speaking to an audience of, of future Eli Lilly employees, what would you tell them about Eli Lilly's purpose, its environment and what impact they can Lily's purpose is to unite caring with discovery to create medicines that make life better for people around the world. And we wear that purpose on our sleeves, on our hearts every single day. We are the place to be for those who are high technologists, and, and I mean all versions of technology, data, data sciences, etc., to bring their superpower, which is in technology, to align with their passion, which is helping humanity through curing uh, serious unmet medical needs. Our purpose is very important to us. And we find we draw a lot of energy out of living our purpose every day and bringing our technology superpowers to work every day. It's not about, you know, doing things that is transactional. It's about having the focus on what is the, the grander mission, again, uniting, caring with discovery, and then marrying that to the skills, computer science, data sciences, et cetera, in order to discover medicines that will help people around the world. That's our goal. That's our purpose. And that's what drives us every single day. Those are the kinds of people that I want to surround myself with. Ramesh, thank you so much for coming on today and talking to us. Great to learn about your own background, of course, but an incredible insight into the environment, the work and, and the investment in AI happening at Eli Lilly. And, and the growth ahead because it continued investments, so lots of opportunity for people to come and join you on this mission. People have a focus on purpose and want to make a positive impact. So we wish you, the team and everyone at Eli Lilly, the best of luck in the months and years to come. And we look forward to having you back on the show in the near future. Thank you so much. I really enjoyed it. And thank you for having me on. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Aldis Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and any Android podcast of choice. 
You can also head over to our website, www.allthis.com to listen to more podcasts, view our open roles, and stay up to date with industry news. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more great episodes coming very soon.